Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ah, oh, dramatic moment here on SmackDown. Sexual baby. <laughs> yes! Want to get it all? Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown! It's the 30th of September, 1999. Smackdown 6. No, Tom, not that Smackdown 6. <laughs> the sixth episode of Smackdown. That's a nice little 2002 reference. Thank you. And what set the scene? Oh, all right then. It's exactly the same as Unforgiven because it's the same week technically. Eiffel <laughs> 65. Blue. That one. Still number one. Also uses the CCW theme song. <laughs> Age of Empires 2, which will coincidentally still be played 20 years later. Oh, Hanging absolutely. Age of Empires and Wallalo. And The Haunting, the miserable, shoddy, CGI-filled remake of a classic, is in cinemas right now at number one. Way. But on a certain network, in a certain country, at a certain time, SmackDown was persevering, despite that everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> the monstrosity that is everybody loves Raymond. Oh, no, no, no. Not everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond repeats. <laughs> Beating the crap out of them. SmackDown persists and carries on. But what happened after Unforgiven, which we did last week, hopefully? Or was it this week? It's I last week. It's fine. We're in time. Fantastic. You tweet about it and confuse the hell out of me. <laughs> it's all in time. It's all fine. Okay. Don't know what day it is, but Tom does, and that's what's the point. <laughs> because I am joined here by Tom Campbell, keeper of time and dates and everything else. That is mainly my job. That is all I do now. I just keep time. I don't keep them very well. I, I normally let at least three people down per week with my bad timekeeping. Uh, but I certainly make efforts to. Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, Matthew Gray. Fantastic. I can't wait to have a good timekeeping match with you <laughs> and Jeff Wow, what a, what a stipulation that would be. The timekeeping match. Loser keeps the worst time? Yeah. I don't know how you know, a timekeeping match it. would I work. didn't want to think about it too much. You put me on the spot. Let's move on. 
to the start of the show. Well, before we even get there, we oh, have just come, news. we've just come off the back of a mammoth episode of Monday Night Raw in this particular week. What happened week. on this mammoth episode, Tom? We had the now world-famous, wrestling world-famous, This Is Your Life segment featuring The Rock and Mankind. This is where Mankind organised a birthday special extravaganza for The Rock, inviting uh, his former high school girlfriend, inviting uh, his former home ec teacher, uh, his former... Uh, was it his PE teacher as well? Former football coach, uh, all to celebrate the birthday of The Rock, which actually wasn't today at all, anyway. But according to the Wrestling Observer <laughs> newsletter from this year, Big Dave writes a 20 minute long segment spoofing This Is Your Life on The Rock drew a mind boggling 8.39 million quarter. 8.39 people. Eight million watched Rock and Sock This Is Your Life. That is more than double NXT and AEW put together on a Wednesday night. Yeah, everybody, what a time. everybody loves Raymond declined to comment. <laughs> yeah. Mom, why don't you do an everybody this is your life special for me? Dad, don't put me in the fire. Thank you to John Eiley, Photoshop John, for actually doing the Photoshop. Of oh, is that everybody. what that was? I love how you forgot. Because <laughs> there's such a gap. He's like, Matthew, I'm like, what? Who told you that? You told me to do Bear that. Bear in mind, it's only oh. a gap to us. It's not a gap to people listening. Because yes. we recorded that two weeks ago, but it's gone out just now. That's right. It's new for everybody else. They're yes. all fresh jokes. He's like the WCW Disney tapings from 93. <laughs> Which is why I was furious that you made the Noah joke on ah. the... the, oh, the no. Did that actually because, come out? Did because, actually come out before you? Yes, it did. Oh, no. Yes, it did. Oh, oh, so I'm, I'm on the podcast like 11 going, oh, I've got this brilliant joke. Matthew made the... Matthew made, so the joke you heard, the joke that you heard, it's all oh, good. It's all love in the why room. Why don't you say it? The joke... No, because we keep... I've said it like seven times now and diminishing returns the joke uh, that you heard on the smack on the smackdown podcast two weeks ago uh via the powers of space and time and hearts and minds oh, uh, went out uh, after the cultaholic podcast uh-huh. um but we'd said the joke first it really warps the space time continuum that joke but basically all you need to know is i made up the joke everybody else ripped it off <laughs> Thank you for that amazing explanation of how time and space works. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, an... timey wimey. Right. You could give an aspirin a headache. So let's move on <laughs> to SmackDown. Yeah, so this is coming off the back of a huge uh, episode of Monday Night Raw with something that still to this day stands as a massive piece of television. Mm. You know, non wrestling television. 8.39 yeah. million people. It's ridiculous. Christina White, was that... do you know if that was opposed or unopposed? Uh, well, it, well on, the off- on the opposite side, uh, it was. Conan versus Perry Saturn on WCW. <laughs> um, oh, God, sorry, I meant like with uh, like Monday Night Football or anything else. Oh, like no, that. no, 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 no. I knew Nitro was on. WCW, <laughs> WCW, according to Big Dave, with the beginning of a Perry Saturn versus Conan match in opposition, drew a record low of 1.58 in opposition. To show it was Aww. the rock segment that was so good and not Conan versus Saturn that was so bad, right. the portion of the Conan versus Saturn match that aired after the rock segment immediately jumped to a 2.4 and rock dropped co- and raw dropped correspondingly. Right. So okay. it was definitely people went, I don't want to watch Conan versus Saturn. The Rock and Mankind are doing something fun on Raw. Let's watch that. Now it's finished. Let's put Nitro yeah. back on. 
<laughs> no, if you actually switched over the Nitro, uh, Perry Sutton and Conan were both watched, sat around the TV watching this. <laughs> Do you know talk. what? That would have been a much higher rating if Conan and Sutton had just stopped the match to watch This Is Your Life. Every time you turned over, they just stopped. <laughs> so that is what. So that was a, that was the big one of the bigger moments from uh, Monday Night Raw. A few echoes from Raw will be uh, will be heard through SmackDown mm. this particular week. Who and we can't figure out why this is the case. Um, for some reason, SmackDown this week on the WWE Network is an hour long, right? As opposed to it's been averaging out at about ninety minutes, uh, yes. about ninety minutes to two hours. But an hour seems really short. I don't know whether there was uh, additional. Um, Footage in there, whether the network lost stuff, whether stuff was removed. I can't think of anything from that episode that strikes me as remove worthy. Like if all oh. the, with the, you know, not 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 trying to be churlish, but if all the Chris Benoit stuff is still on the network, I can't think of anything that could have been on that episode of Raw that was worth taking out. Yeah, or the, the bit that we caught. It's like, well, The Rock, I know you got your start the business. Here's the man that broke you in. Mel Phillips, come on <laughs> out. Oh, my God. I mean, there is potentially that. Yeah. You ever seen that joke, the Somebody Jeopardy episode they do, Will Farrell, and he goes, let's go to Video Jeopardy. And it's like, it's a... Uh, is it Keenan or Kel? Whatever. As Bill Cosby. Or, ooh, and he goes, oh, God, I'm so sorry. That was recorded months ago. I'm so sorry. That should have been... <laughs> he gets, like, two words out. He's like, no, cut, cut, cut. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway. 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 Speaking of Mel Phillips, <laughs> the tag team champions start the show, or is the Chiron on screen? Names them as we remember them. Road Dog with Mr. Ass. <laughs> I'm joking. It's it's Road Dog in a singles match. He comes out and does the spiel, the all spiels that we all know and love. You probably got it in your head right now as I'm talking about it. Did you like how they wore each other's shirts? They're like a couple. It was adorable. I was too distracted by the fact that Mr. Ass's shirt on the back has, in, in backwards text, ass backwards. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? 1999, Tom. People bought that shirt. People walked through town with a T-shirt that said Mr. Ass on it. Think, think on that. Let's just let that set in. Like the chances are, if you are of our age, you would have done the same. And it, like, oh yeah, I remember being a fan at this point and not thinking twice about the fact there was a guy called Mister Ass on TV. Of course there is. He's Mister Ass. Classic, God. classic Sydney Poitier. Well, they call you boy. They call me Mister Ass. <laughs> Coming to a cultaholic <laughs> outro near you. <laughs> Oh, it was Photoshop, lad. What's his name? Oh, no. Oh, John. 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 Do you know? No, no, no. John will be delighted that you called him Photoshop, lad. Photoshop, lad. Sorry, sorry, John. John! Matthew wants something. Love you, John. It's good because John does work Tuesdays, we found out. So it's fine. Photoshop, lad. Oh, God. Sorry, lad. No, okay, you get one. Okay, right. I will, I will, anyway. I will inform you that, that, that John Eiley, when it comes to the Cultite Classic War Review and life in general, John Eiley is royalty. John Eiley is cultaholic royalty. He is an uncrowned king. So you get one chance to forget his name. Next time you do, you will go in a pit. Right. <laughs> that, that's fair Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> anyway, we are, on, we are given a replay. From five weeks ago. Yes, Tom, five weeks ago. I <laughs> said, we love the law of this show. When Jericho put out Road Dog with a mysterious four-week injury and it hurt him so badly, he had to do a recording session with K-Quick. <laughs> make it for it. And so we get Jericho versus Road Dog's a singles match. Road Dog sees the replay and goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's why I had to do that bloody album, didn't I? And is so mad, he attacks Jericho 
and brawls him around the ring. And as soon as they start fighting, literally, if you blink, the Hollies decide, you know what, now's a good time to come out and commentary because this show is 60 minutes long. I'm not sure why uh, the Uproxx couldn't find out why. I think it was supposed to be an hour long anyway because it's very truncated. They've got mm. like every bit of entrance Everything they could. feels like it's it's crammed in. It may be because of a show that's going to follow this that I'll bring up when it comes. Oh. There's no sense to look at longer than an hour about a show that's not even I used to love it when TNA Impact was an hour, but they'd, but they'd book enough for three. So <laughs> it was honestly, yeah. you left feeling like you, you had you had a like a brain freeze. Right, like, like a head oh cold. We've just crowned new X Division champion. Let's go backstage to a dwarf in a bin. <laughs> no, no time to, 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 to it's think. It's an actual line from TNA Impact. TNA yeah. coming back this Christmas. So, uh, Dog is so mad that he brawls with Jericho, and he hurls the referee out of the way to carry on beating Jericho. Yeah, he just hoys him very, out. And I think there's a very important note. Cole then goes, "Aha, you can't do that anymore." The referee strike got settled on Raw. Everything's cushy. Cole, you could never manhandle the referees. That was always grounds for disqualification. It, it was, it was exactly, and and I'm amazed that now it's a, now it's oh no, that's fine. Now we can't switch them anymore. I like, I do like. It's nice this, they got resolved, and after, they're very heavy on this. We'll and yeah, throughout the show, you will see examples of the refs like taking back control. But it was just like Road Dog, just just hoying the ref, hoying Earl Hebner out of the ring the way he did. It was just yeah. complete disregard. But then Earl Hebner de- uh, dealt with it properly. Yeah. And Dog doesn't really care about the match. He gets revenge on Jericho. So he sets up a table, goes to dump him, doggy style. However, the Hollies, for some reason, have issues with Road Dog and put him through the table instead. So we'll probably see him in another four weeks. The issue the Hollies had with the New Age Outlaws is they believe that New Age Outlaws got the title shot that they should have had that became that made them become the champions. Hollies were claiming that they were backstage and they were coming out to challenge Rock and Sock last week on SmackDown. But they said they were too busy trying to get the scales. They were trying to find the so they couldn't make Great. it out because they had to bring the scales with them to make sure that, that their opponents measured up. Uh, but then it turned out that um, they didn't get out there in time. So they're annoyed with the New Age Outlaws oh, for stealing their thunder. They do have a good line here about that going. I think Cole says, so do you think they, uh, either Billy Gunn or Road Dog would fit the £400 criterion? He said if they stood on the scale at the same time, they would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that is great though. That's shades of the Billy Gunn China thing. Oh boy, an open contract for IC title. Let me grab my pen. No, China <laughs> has a pen with her. No, and that's how that's the best how title shots are given. Best example of this was again to come back to TNA when AJ Styles married Karen Angle because he was the one that jumped in and said I do, and therefore that means that you are married to them. <laughs> that's how marriage yeah. works. That thing was. 30% of all Bollywood films, by the way, that nice. <laughs> Wait a minute. If someone just said Team Singers King for the first time. And Elton John's I Want to Kiss the Bride. His, his, his oh, really? seminal hit from off of the 80s. I want to kiss the bride. And as of this podcast, you can in Northern Ireland. <laughs> hey! Topical. <laughs> Thank you. Also related, and I just feel like sharing this, just because the whole wacky things happen. In 95, WF did the big old tag team. Was it the vacant titles? Maybe. I think so. Tag, tag team, team turmoil. Title. No, tag team title tournament in oh. January. Like oh. late 94, early 95. The smoking guns were removed from it for due to issues backstage and then put back in. And Vinnie Mac on commentary had to go, 
Well, the guns were injured, but they're back in it now. Why would they, what happened? A bar gun, his horse sat on him. But he's okay now. They're back in it. Hand on heart. I believe you. A horse sat on bar gun. Anyway, don't let this distract from the fact that Lillian Garcia is backstage interviewing Vinnie Mac, who has no grudge whatsoever with Triple H. Absolutely. He's a nice man. He has no grey hair as well. He is perfectly non-grey. That is not a just-for-men job that he is sporting on top of his head. Just for McMen. Hey! And he has the normal Vince voice as well. He's not like how it is nowadays. He's like, how you doing? You know? <laughs> um, so he says, no, no issues. Triple H will defend the world title against British Bulldog tonight. <gasps> Bulldog's getting his title shot! That, 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 Where's my title shot? It's tonight, mate. Oh, all right then. You call that a title shot? <laughs> you call that a title yeah. shot? That's next week then, that line. And oh! This is in lieu of uh, The Rock getting his shot against Triple H on Raw, but Bulldog interfering. There's going to be no China. Uh, Triple H has been fined for touching the referees on Raw. There we go, really emphasising that. And also, guest referee, uh, The Rock. Oh, this creates... Such an amazing moment of television. Oh, uh, we're going to come with Tom. <laughs> if there's one thing, the, the bit at the end of the show, we go, what do you bit remember? We all, we both know what we're saying for this. I'm so excited to see the British uh, Bulldog finally get his title shot. I'm <laughs> as happy for that as I am this segment. Mankind is in the ring and he's very happy for him and The Rock's friendship and also the viewing figures. And the crowd is finally getting the shtick. Beforehand, the previous episodes, Mankind's been like, hi, oh, it's me, the idiot. The crowd's like, Ah, I'm too cool for this. Shut up, you nerd. The it Rock. Does. But now they're like, oh, right. I think after that segment, they're like, right, we get The Rock. We're so in he the goes, joke. The, the dozens joke and dozens. And there's fan signs saying, and dozens. He's, he's just The Rock's fan, his friend and all this. Uh, however, Mankind wants Val Venus to come out. Venus shows up a bit confused, and uh, we got a very extended bit here. Hope you love gay jokes. Uh, Mick wants the thing in your pants. The long white thing with a meaty head. <laughs> and even Venus is like, oh. I will. The lines. <clears throat> I've written down the lines. Oh, it's going, I've got, oh, oh, please, please. Right. There's only one line. It's like <clears throat> 10 times. Val, I know what you've got in your pants and I want it. Oh. Val, I know what you've got in your pants and I need it. Oh. Let me rephrase this. I will turn my back, just whip it out, and give it to me. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, it's long, it's white, it's got a head on it. I'm glad you wrote these lines down. It's so essential <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> it's essential that we get... Double Matthew, you haven't said the lines right. You, they're important. <laughs> Such a big part of joke of comedy is delivery. And the way that Mick delivered this in his like, sort of simpering drawl was just perfect and Val whose eyes are bugging out <laughs> he doesn't know what to do I mean the materials are great but yeah the performances by both men here like my, Mankind completely oblivious to all the dick stuff he's saying and Venus like <laughs> and uh, he gets a line here that I've never heard before he goes, oh, Mick I only put from one side of the green I have never <laughs> heard that expression before <laughs> and he gets nothing from the crowd the crowd like eh You've never heard golfers doing doing homosexual double entendres <laughs> about nine irons and stuff. I don't know. Well, Venus, not Venus... a golfer. <laughs> no, that attitude, you know. <laughs> but Venus, this whole shtick was just saying stuff that wasn't sexual, and with that voice and delivery, and in <laughs> it was that was it. Like, I'm I'm gonna order Dino Crisis for the PlayStation <laughs> One. Women in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, eventually. 
didn't think your bread the, was the, butter that side, Bongo. It isn't. It's been happily married for 25 years. Just oh. a chap like you can turn a guy's head. <laughs> if you know what that's from. Would have changed my mind if I said mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm strictly butter side up. Understood. What a guy. If you know what, what that's guy. from, 10 points. A can of Coke for you. A can- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you know where that's from, Thank you, please Jay send Hunter. £5 to Jay Hunter. <laughs> please do. However, GTV, the ever prominent storyline maker, that wasn't very good English, but it is true, reveals mankind is referring to Val Venus. Backstage, probably a raw, sticks Mr. Rocco. That's right. There's more than one sock gimmick now. <laughs> Make that money. Um, this is the Rocco that Mick presented to The Rock yes. during the This Is Your Live segment that 8 million people watched. So um, 8 million people know about Mr. Rocco. So, yeah. So, Mr. Rocco, if you're not familiar, is a Mr. Socko with The Rock's face on it, and the, which The Rock didn't want, and it got hoied away. Yeah, but more on that later. Yeah, so he threw it in the bin, and Venus goes like, <laughs> shoves Mr. Rocco down his pants. And there's a great bit here, the front row of Lad Lad Lads. Just that turn, you got caught. You got caught. <laughs> oh, I hate when I'm digging through someone else's bin and I get uh. caught putting the contents of said bin in my pants. Val Venus yeah. is filth. <laughs> right. It's been in the bin. It's been, it's been on someone's hand. It's been in the bin. But he's, <laughs> he works in the porn industry. Yeah. Surely he has like proper paraphernalia for this. Surely there are penis-pushing peripheral that you can buy beyond putting a sock from a bin down your down your pants. There has to be. You just wanted to say penis-pushing. I knew I Penis-pushing peripherals. <laughs> Pe- penis. Thank God we got pop guards on these mics. Speaking of... And a table beneath Speaking this. of push, Valvinus <laughs> going from Steve Blackman to effing mankind. Well done, mate. You should need Viagra to get that much of a raise. See, you need Viagra for them. Anyway, Venus says, Whoa, whoa, Mick, 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 Mick. I'm sorry. It was just a joke for the lads. Just to pop the lads. <laughs> just to pop the I lads. Did it. So I that... did it for the gifts. <laughs> something, I, something I did in private. I did for yeah. the lads. Yeah, shows sure, there's no one there. Lads <laughs> on tour. I'm sorry. I'll go get it. And, I, and then my guy's like, You want to make sure the rock when he gets a hold of you? Like, how mad he's going to be? So uh, Mick try and grab it then. Not yet, because he doesn't have I thought it. He, I thought he goes to grab him. I thought he goes to grab his pants. Think, oh, maybe. He says, I want it back now! And he goes to grab his trousers and Val rolls out of the ring. Then Val says, I'll go get it, I'll go get it. I'm sorry I didn't write down every bit. No, 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 no. no it's just, it's, no, no, it's, no, I did, thankfully. I was too um, busy putting, I was too busy putting <laughs> on the other side of the green. He was, was too busy with his P-wedge out. <laughs> Mm. Sandwich. Too busy with his putter. Um, See, that's better. <laughs> you so, can play with my putter, Mick, but you need both hands. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be getting a hole in one. Don't even know what that means. We will revisit the. Um, <laughs> we'll revisit this particular Shasta McNasty a little later on. <laughs> Damn it! During the break, Triple H says, "I'm the game to Vince a lot." <laughs> Hope that game ain't 2K20, am I right, lads? No! <laughs> I wouldn't even have sex with that game. All right, Venus, you're up. <laughs> Putting on both sides of the 2K20. Yeah, Venus was like, he was looking through the bin and saw a copy of 2K20. He went, whoa, no. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Lillian then interviews The Rock. Rudy Poo, take a shot. 
Take Triple H's three-foot nose, take a shot. Stick up is take a shot. Cook in, take a shot, eyebrow. Really misses something when they're done backstage, I think. Yeah. I think... It's just not the same. I think it's. I think Rock knows that he is over like Rover at this particular point. Mm. So he... Um, he knows he can say it and leave the pauses, yeah, which I think is important because I seem to remember watching John Morrison do this at a, I think it was Bound for Glory a couple of years ago, maybe a year or two ago. And he said like, well, he's backstage doing a promo. He says, here tonight in Ottawa, Canada, pause for a pop that didn't come. Oof. It was rough viewing. But The Rock knows that he is over like Rover, so he can say whatever, as long as he leaves a pause to let people react, and that's absolutely fine. It's not what Simpsons bit with Chris goes, hey, great up here in Ottawa, Canada. Anyone here from uh, nearby? And he goes, you know we are. He goes, oh, tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I like people do that. I, I get annoyed by ring announcers that don't do that, that, that don't pause for a pop, that don't let a pop breathe. It annoys me. Like, it's almost like you... I've seen some ring announcers who will have... I'm just having a about wrestling ring announcers now. Oh, go ahead, Tom. And they'll have, they'll have the piece of paper in front of them. And, they, and it's like they'll have no... They will be so focused, so laser focused on reading everything on this piece of paper that they won't hear the crowd losing their mind around them and, and won't just shut up and let that occur. I love, whenever I do North, if we have somebody like Primate there, um, like H.T. Drake there... Like Little Miss Roxy there, and it's like a main event type scenario where you can do yeah, that pause yeah. after you, you you go from Newcastle upon Tyne, and you stop right. and you let that roar happen and you let it go as long as it needs to go. Yeah, it's beautiful, especially when it's you have to have North people put down their pints and be like, oh, yeah, you gotta give them time to, give, to, to give react. Tom, Tom, wait, wait, you <laughs> put me red straight yeah. down. <laughs> lads. <laughs> lads, 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 yeah, lads. Yeah, there you go. Little, little rant about ringing out. Just give time. Thank you. <laughs> as I, you were. I've tried to do that with uh, the podcast as well. I've realised I'm. I've been so eager to get my line in. I'm almost like waiting for like the imaginary full stop at the end of. Has Tom finished? Cool. No, like, mm. We can't let any breaks in silence here on a podcast. I mean, Matthew, calm down. Silence is actually very powerful yeah. in all broadcasts. I feel because. That's a good point, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, because when people listen to stuff, when you listen to stuff in your ears, if suddenly someone stops talking, you're drawn to it. Because you go, oh, has my thing stopped working? Oh, no, but I'm back in the room now. Welcome back, by the way. That's true. It's, it's true. It's powerful tool is silence. Oh, that's, that's great. And they won't know that we actually went to have a tab and came back. We in pulled, those we've been at the shop and back. We made wild passion love for three hours. We're back now. That's right. In the studio... Apartment. <laughs> Apartment. Apartment. Edge and Christian are out, and they're taking on the new brood. And God, this is weird seeing the Hardy Boys music with the Gangrel entrance. It's like someone's hacked the game. Yeah. It, which you could do in WrestleMania 2000. Well, <laughs> well, hacks, hacks a strong word. You can hack it in 2K20, but you don't control it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody somebody watching this going, somebody from 2K20 watching this episode of SmackDown going, see, sometimes they do come through the ground. (laughs) (laughs) We were right. Sorry. Sorry, 2K game developers. I know how hard you work. And speaking of video games, this match is brought to you by Dino Crisis. Yeah. You seem very happy about that. Like Dino Crisis. You said you made a good comment about Dino Crisis earlier on. Like Resident Evil, 
with dinosaurs. <laughs> Unlike Resident Evil, Capcom appeared to have abandoned this. Rather like the Steve Blackman Valvinus feud that I guess we'll never see the end of now. Oh, that's true. Oh, no. Well, he's moved on. More on that later. Oh, more on that later. Uh, Twix, smarter than your average cookie. Oof, a bit rough one, that is. It's not a cookie. It's a chocolate bar, mate. Yeah, right. And Lugs. Before <laughs> your feet. <laughs> Lugs, you put them. It's like a Chandler from Friends line. <laughs> Lugs, you put them on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> you think they look good on your hands? Just you wait, Sonny Jim. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Terry Invitational Tournament has been announced. What's that, Tom? It is a Russoism. <laughs> oh, I had one of these for a while. It's the worst Russoism this is. So, Edge and Christian and the new brood are going to be in a tag team, uh, basically, uh, it's best of series called the Terry Runnels Invitational Tournament because it's meant to spell tits. Oh! But it doesn't. Oh? The Terry Runnels Invitational Tournament spells trit. <laughs> Get your trits out for the lads. Doesn't work. Doesn't scan. Hey, Terry, look at your trits. Doesn't work. Doesn't scan, mate. <laughs> but they are going to milk that idea <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> Venus, will you go away? <laughs> Other examples of this was the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title that Lance Storm held. That originally was going to be called the Stu Hart International title. But he went, hey, uh, 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 no. Was that why it was? Oh, it's a bit forced getting Saskatchewan there, but T I L S H I T. Did not know that. That's one of the reasons today. why Lance Storm poos all over Russo on Twitter. And Russo's reply was, I gave you three titles at once. <laughs> bro, what do you mean? I, sabotaged I swear you. to God, bro, I gave you three titles. Bro, as God is my witness, bro, gave you three titles. This, this genuinely, I'm going to show, it's good to put your hand up when you've. You've been a bit thick. Did not know that was why it was called the Saskatchewan Hardcore title. Oh, Genuinely really? didn't. That never, that never, Penny never dropped. I'd prefer the Stu Hart international title, <laughs> but I get why it was. Because I just thought he took the Hardcore title. So therefore, he just, he was renaming everything Canadian. So it's like, oh, the Saskatchewan Hardcore title. I was like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Never, never occurred to me that, that it was a, an acronym. Of, but then it's a Russo thing, so I should but that's Bro, it, like, he made so much money when he had all three titles. And he was, yeah, that's the thing. Had three titles, God. pushed harder than anything I've ever seen in my life. And he's still like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I still uh, hate you it. named one of them. Look at what you called one of them. <laughs> I had the poo title. <laughs> I had the the poo. Canadian poo title. <laughs> Covered with little poutine droplets. <laughs> Although, so, so Edge and Christian New Brood, the Terry Invitational Tournament, Terry Ronald's Invitational Tournament, Jerry Lawler says, we should have called it the Ryder Cup. <laughs> and and Michael Cole goes, goes why? <laughs> I was like, oh, you figure it out. And then, it's one of those things where somebody makes a sexist joke and then the other way to counteract it on Twitter is to go, why is that funny? Can you explain the joke? And then they all could be like, oh, well, it's because uh, uh, people are stupid. Uh. Okay, it's just cool. scene. <laughs> the Aristocats. Hey. <laughs> a man, what? No. Uh, <laughs> Gangrel ejected before the match starts because new, better, harder reps. Yeah. Referees, harder than lugs. <laughs> harder than Val. Divide and conquer. <laughs> Except, hang on, Tom, that's Jimmy Corderas. He was the scab ref. Still got to make a living. But they let the scab bag in. 
Hang on. I thought the way unions worked is if you were a scab, you couldn't be like, hey, it's settled now, lads, because wouldn't everybody be a scab in that case? No, no, no. I think Jimmy Corderas wasn't a scab. He was a strike buster. Wasn't a scab. So other guys uh, were scab reps. Isn't a scab a strike buster by association? I don't know. I, I think that's up to... Uh... I love the show. <laughs> That that's up to those uh, to those that's up to Arthur Scargill. I would yeah, say right, right, right. <laughs> Scargill's probably got a better answer than I. But um, I don't. I always thought that it was just if you just didn't go on the strike, you were a strike buster. You weren't a scab. You weren't brought in. The whole idea of a scab is that you're brought in to fix a problem or to brought in to to cover the work in the same yeah. way that a scab covers the skin. Like you're brought in to cover work, and nobody likes you. So, oh, I thought those scabs because they were being picketed. You picket a scab. Could be that as well. It's a good wordplay, like, but let's see. Afterwards, they were like, that was a good one, that Arthur. I want every today I've learned on Twitter, please, from you that, that you've might had. Not be right, from, by the way. I could be Pickett Scab. Oh, I reckon I could be. The yeah. answer would be great at Tom Campbell on Twitter, at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I mean, you're not seeing Dr. Tom walking around here being a ref. It's Jimmy Corderas is like, I'm a scab ref, and he's like, hey, lads, like, <laughs> like an uncle showing up after you've made it big. It's like, oh, yeah, right, man. Yeah. Anyway. Did he, didn't he get battered anyway? Didn't, didn't everybody attack him? Didn't yeah, that big show would have been world champion if it wasn't for the other ref. The strike. It's fine. They 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 uh, they placate big show later in today's show That's with right. a title opportunity. So the guy who is in in a, a union or was in a union got struck. Oh whatever. Should have <laughs> I get it. It's political satire. So biting. You need a podcast to explain it to you afterwards. Uh, this show was so good at recycling. Terry's been doing nothing. With, I thought this was a joke. It's not actually me being writing something down. Terry Reynolds has been doing nothing with the Mean Street Posse, and now she has a tag tournament after. And also, the winner does not just get a sackload of money. It also gets and my services, in which I was like, yeah, Whoa! Like, like the the wolf from the the mask Jim Carrey cartoon. Oh, he's oh he's in he's in full pervert mode for this. <laughs> she sits down next to him and he goes, oh the puppies are here. Oh, and Terry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Women are just props for breast. <laughs> Fast, quick action here, but like the Cannes Film Festival watching a race ahead, crowd doesn't really know what to do with it. But with the end spot being the on-the-shoulder superplex, Reggie Christian under there, the crowd doesn't know what it was, but they enjoyed it and give it a nice standing ovation, which is a yeah, sign of things to come it. for these lads. <clears throat> I think, yeah, this is the beginning of something really special for Edge and Christian and the new brood, as they are still known. Basically, Terry Reynolds is the architect of the ladder match. The tag team ladder match, rather. She's stacked. Yay! Hey! Oh, God. Terry, the trit. <laughs> big trits. Big, big, oh, look at the trits on the. Oh, check the trits on that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Heather Koza, guest star of all oh, a little show named Shasta McNasty. Yeah! And what? When is that on? To, oh, well, it's on after this. <laughs> and guess what? Heather Kozar, guest star. That's right. Another example of someone who is not a regular cast member of the so show. So she is just in the one episode, isn't she? Yes, she plays Hot Girl. <laughs> hot Girl, and the surname is Please Watch Shasta McNasty. <laughs> it's foreign. I don't know where she's from exactly. Maybe Finland. Uh, anyway, the Red Rooster interviews the Bulldog. I was trying to see whether they'd had a match in the past. I don't think they have. Oh, let me think. They must have no, been. No, like they're a... t- different circles at the points they were in. So the like, w- like, w- they, w- were, they were around the same time, but they were in different walks of life. Bulldog would have annihilated. <clears throat> I think the, the, the disparities in uh, positions on the card have been so good. If Rusty had gone for a handshake backstage, Bulldog would have, wouldn't have even pissed on it. <laughs> oh. uh, I couldn't hear most of the interview because <clears throat> I was too busy laughing. But Bulldog did say, Rock, I'm going to tell you in a nice way, stay out of my way. <laughs> no, you couldn't hear most of this interview because they hadn't turned Bulldog's mic on. Oh, thank God, it wasn't just me. And it was, so he started going, great for the opportunity. Rock, stay in a nice way. Bugger off. Tonight. I'll get my title shot. Tonight. Come for you, Diesel. We couldn't hear him because he's going, who's going to win Royal Rumble? <laughs> I think, do you know what? I think if ever there was a time to have brought back OTT ridiculous bulldog, it was just then. Just to him go, just to him go, Triple H, I'm going to take your title, swing it around my head and put it in my eyes because I'm bizarre. That would have put bulldog over the top. This soft-spoken rock no, no, don't be an idiot. Triple H, I'm coming for the title. Wrong bulldog. Wrong don't bulldog, wrong time. <laughs> You've been a wrong one. I wanted ridiculous bulldog. I'm going to win whether I want to or not. I wanted ridiculous bulldog here. I didn't get ridiculous bulldog. I'm, I'm going to be in it to win it, Red Rooster. <laughs> anyway, I love bulldog promos. Look, again, oh, for people, point... international people listening to this, we all love bulldog over here. We have to. He's great and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The man had a hell of a career considering he could not cut a promo. And, you know, he could have had The Rock, This Is Your Life promo written on his arm and he still wouldn't have done it right. He was never... He couldn't turn his neck that it was. He was very... He was, his neck was a bit sturdy. He was a very... He was very a very peculiar character. But he was, like, part of British wrestling history. Like, arguably one of the biggest British wrestlers of all time. Don't even at me, because I can't... I don't... I'm not... I can't be asked to die on that hill. But 60,000 people, SummerSlam 92. Oh, I'm um, but uh, yeah, I just genuinely like in terms of like uh, pop culture impact, British Bulldog. He was like, like to, to come to the WW to come to the UK, knowing that you've only got one guy you can you can really promote. Like that's huge, and it's and he was a big deal. He was he, he was like we all had a we all had pride in Bulldog over here. He was our guy. 
you know, regardless of talent and skill and mic technique, he was our guy. I'm bizarre. But I'd like to have some ridiculous bulldog here. That would have helped me, I think. And I wanted full, out, full fat bulldog. I wanted bulldog in. Original wrestling original, bulldog. Original, original wrestling bulldog tights. Maybe a, maybe a big cape on. Lennox Lewis walking him to the ring. <laughs> and then to get in the ring. Bo, Bo Derek hair. Bo Derek hair. And then him to get in the ring and go, Triple H, I'm effed. <laughs> And then leave. <laughs> I wanted that bulldog. I wanted SummerSlam bulldog. <laughs> Backstage, Mick Foley tells Rock the situation. The nice bit, he's got his mask up, so Rock knows who it is. <laughs> Explains who's stolen Mr. Rocco and this and this. The Rock responds with, who is Val Venus? Which Rock Buried. would always do. Buried. Yep. Uh, Rock demands Mick go get Mr. Rocco. Suddenly, the Rock... Like Mr. Burns, doesn't care what thing of the rocks has been stolen or touched. If it's Mr. Rocco or his Versace shirt, he wants that back. Is it he more... He wants Rocco because Valvinus has besmirched it. Is it more the fact that he just wants Mick Foley just to go and get on with something? I couldn't tell. I got the vibe. It was just like, hey, you know what? You go and do that. Because Rock's got other stuff in his mind. He just wants... Because Foley keeps coming back to him throughout the night. And I get the feeling that Rock is just going, all right, look, I tell you what, this would mean a lot to me if you go and do that. <laughs> I don't think Rock cared about Rocco. I think he just wanted again it's that whole thing of yeah, look, I hey look I, that would mean a lot to me. Go and get it. Go and get it. Oh, fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we abruptly changed to Big Show being in the ring. Why is he there? Why? He's taking on D'Lo Brown in a European title match. Of course he is, because he's the number one contender for the European title. Right. What are you doing here, Big Show? Uh Prince Albert and Draws decided to join on commentary. Uh, the match is weird. D'Lo Brown misses a load of punches to begin with as Big Show stands there like an effing statue. Uh, Big Show takes over because he's the Big Show and he would have been world champion if it wasn't for that damn scab. Draws and Albert talk about the bookers in the back and how they came out here without asking. Russoism, Russo, Russo. Before that as well, Albert was saying like, hey, where's, where's the Big Show's family at? Like, what? <laughs> oh, I had no clue what that was about. No like. idea. I don't think like they just they they just come there's Russo, like you say, this is a Russoism. You're spot on saying that. Does this feel like they've been told to go out and shoot? Just get out yeah. there and shoot. Get out there and shoot Look, on the big gotta, show. Where's your daddy? He's dead. <laughs> Not yet he isn't. Oh yeah, thanks, Albert. Uh Dilo Brown leg drop and low down gets two with the kick out of authority, which I'll Press I genuinely thought D'Lo had beaten Big Show dead quick. I mean, Korea. It's out I was of like, nowhere. I was like, what? <laughs> Albert, in, in, in the ideal world that we talk about that exists in our heads, D'Lo Brown would have beaten the Big Show here. However, Albert interferes to end the match, but gets power bombed. Interesting strategy. <laughs> Draws, however, takes opportunity to take out D'Lo Brown. No pop for Draws. And why would there be? I said they're doing some recycling again. The, the recycle Terry. Draws and Prince Albert are just like, oh, uh, that's the more masculine Lenny Lane, isn't it? Who are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> and uh, Mark Henry makes a save. Dilo doesn't want his help and leaves him. Mark Henry gets the mic and tells the world his dark, dark secret. He's a sex addict. He's lost his fiance. He's lost his best friend, Dilo Brown, because he sexed him. <laughs> Mark Henry cries. The crowd laughs at his pain. And Mark Henry, I've never related to an Olympic weightlifter in all my life. He goes, I wake up in the morning and think about sex. In the afternoon, I think about sex. Sometimes I wake up, think about things I've even thought before. Oof, Mark. 
and I have no idea what the vibe was supposed to be conveyed here, as the commentators treated seriously. But how could you in 1999? Especially, he's announced all this, goes, I'm going to get some help. I'll be back soon. I'm sorry, D-Lo. And like, ah, oh, dramatic moment here on SmackDown. Sexual, baby. <laughs> yes! Yeah! Yes! Want to get it on? Yes! Yeah! He's still there. I'm going to eat your ass. <laughs> That's the, that's the lesser known I'm second verse. He's not he's not in the ring by this point. Yeah. <laughs> I love I absolutely love the complete disregard Ooh. for irony. Yeah. When they've done that and gone, all right, hit his music. Yeah. <laughs> it's sexual, baby. Do you own a glass table at home? <laughs> if not, I'll break mine. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Oh god. <laughs> It's like, like I'm trying to think of other times where wrestlers' theme music could could accidentally uh, create an ironic moment. For example, <laughs> Triple H at this point comes out and goes, "I can't wrestle for a few for a little while because uh, I've gone deaf. I'm gonna go back home and get treatment for my deafness." <laughs> Not gonna listen to anybody. <laughs> Or Steve Austin, who just says, I've I've suffered from some terrible anxiety lately. I'm very jumpy. I'm going to go home and, and get better. Glass shatters. Oh, God! <laughs> no, it's like, Austin, did you definitely put the handbrake on your car? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I've lost all feeling in my nasal cavity. If you oh, smell... I'm, I'm... <laughs> Hey, sure, it was a good idea to let Bray Wyatt drive mankind home. Yeah, sure. All right, enough of that. Let me in. And sadly, sadly, we go from that to seriousness. <laughs> was that not serious before? Test Poor man's Stephanie. got a sex addict. Test and Stephanie McMahon looking at wedding magazines. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was just that was that was pretty repulsive. Can we go back to very... Mark Henry talking about being a sex addict? I wake up in the morning. Wait, it's the same by the bell, isn't it? <laughs> and my dong when I wake up in the morning and my dong is out of order. <laughs> and I'm and gonna knock one out in time. By the time I have up and I It's alright, cause I'm saved by the bell end. By the time I have a wank and I have another wank. And then I have another wank. Just in time to have another It's alright, cause I'm wanking in class. This is a giant textbook in front of Mark Henry. Wow, the history of the world, part three, my favourite. And then the Mongolians invaded China. Sorry, I just quite like Mongolians. The great, the Black Plague killed millions. I know, I know, Mark. I know, it's very sad. Great fire in London was estimated to have killed. Pudding Lane. This is free. I just want to remind you this is free. Napoleon Bonaparte was doing very well until <laughs> he came undone. Oh, another feeling. Kane <laughs> <laughs> and X-Pac are in the ring. <laughs> and we cut immediately to their entrance in the ring as they do the pyro together. Yeah, what a friends, nice touch. friends so, together. Right, arms go down, crotch goes up. Yeah, that's right. And we're in sync. 
And they are wrestling. The red comes down as the crotch goes up. I seek medical advice immediately. <laughs> Mark, for God's sake. Val! <laughs> it would segment up. God, this is a very sexy episode of, uh, of SmackDown. Stick and sex everywhere. <laughs> That'll be it. Venus is like, I can help you, Mark. What? I'll just shag the women. <laughs> oh, would you? You'd do it for me. <laughs> oh, boy, would I? Yeah, is, is this the beginning as well? Just to jump back to Mark Henry dead quick. <laughs> Is yeah? Is this the beginning of the Paul Mar- of the Paul Mark era? In the sense that WWE signed him to this multi-million-dollar contract in 1996 for 10 years, watertight uh-huh. contract. So they started a series of storylines to try and embarrass him to leave of his own accord. That comes down to the weight loss thing, the sex addict thing. Because as this will transpire, Mark Henry will do. Storylines where he reveals he's had sex with his sister. He will have sex with his psychiatrist. He will have sex with May Young on multiple occasions. They will have a child together. And I believe this is part of a, a, a push by the WWE to try and embarrass Mark Henry out of the WWF. And all the while he's just gone, don't care. Make yep. your money. You do whatever you like. I'm absolutely fine. That is a man who has worked minimum wage at a call centre before. That- God bless you, Mark Henry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that is the rumour and just the stuff. I've, I've, from what I've read from Mark Henry, I think he said, nah, because it's hard to see what's, yeah, let's embarrass him. And what's, have you seen the rest of the show? It's yeah. It's not that out the realms. It's not exactly, uh, uh, I thought the sex addict stuff was earlier in the, the uh, it's good to see actually, like, you watch it from start to finish, you go, oh, I thought that was with, because that makes sense now, because, yeah, now think about it, because he had the date with China, and trying to make like, I like you, yeah, yeah. Oh, my friend, my friend wants to talk to you. Oh, great. You know, and it was like, oh, transvestite. Ah, uh, sweet Jesus, she has a penis and all that. But that doesn't make any sense because thinking about it now, Mark Henry's sex like, you got a penis? Don't care. <laughs> and the child's like, oh, this is backfired horribly. Like, <laughs> next week, they're like, thank you, China. This is like the greatest part of the world. Oh, really? That would have been brilliant. Yeah. That would have been an amazing turn of events. What are we doing with this show? Smackdown in the 90s, Dudley baby. The boys are here. <laughs> and for whatever reason, Bubba Ray is wearing The Rock's part of The Rock and Sock t-shirt. Oh, so yeah, Mankind's been wearing this nice, nice overshirt with The Rock and Sock collection on there. There's two of them, one for Rock, one for Sock. Why the Dudley boys are doing this with Mankind on the same show as Venus stealing Rocco I do not know I feel like everybody is trying to uh, trying to catch a little bit of the stardust coming off the Rock and Sock connection because they are the hottest oh, sense, the actually, hottest yeah. act in wrestling right now 8 million people I sound like Jay- I sound like Brian Alvarez 8 million people uh, watched Horrible. Rock and Sock and I think everybody is trying to get a little bit of that stardust, including mm. the Dudleys. I reckon that it's a comes weird with, choice. To be it's with. a very odd choice. It kind of comes across as something that maybe Mick and Bubba brokered. Feel like mm. like ECW guys sticking together. And Foley's always been so giving with putting people over. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. would have been something that sorry they would have he that he would have wanted to do for the Dudleys to help them in perhaps. Awesome. Anyway, it's a three way dance, also starring the Acolytes and. Mike Chioda, Mike Chioda, <laughs> settles the brawl at the start, as these guys always go, Dudleys and Acolytes do not like each other, because the new referees are badasses. They have now got special powers that mean they're going to stand their ground even more. They're not going to take it. <laughs> Steve Richards as Dude Law. I remember that. Dude Law? Dude Law, because Mankind is, well, sorry, Mick Foley is Dude Love. 
Steve Richards is Dude Law. Ah. Because Steve Richards was the original guy that dressed up as other people. And he obviously he's watching the Acolytes matches because he had the UPN on his chair. He's a big Acolyte fan, loves him. Can't get enough of big, big JBL. And he tells Mick, hey, look, he's got the jacket. And Mick's like, oh, I forgot. To- I haven't even found Venus yet. So <laughs> Mick's having a terrible night. <laughs> anyway, remember, uh, we get some more reminder that Bradshaw is a big guy, unless he's against an actual big guy like Kane. Uh, Lola Mox. Xbox enlarged heart. <laughs> I don't know if this is. I don't know if it's actually a literal thing with uh, little Sean Waltman. Oh, it's just Lola having a bit of a laugh. But he keeps on bragging about. I think it's just like the heart of Xbox. He'll take a. He'll take a kicking and keep on licking and all this. But he just keeps like, oh, that poor large heart of Xbox. Oh no. But it's he's thinking up that high with that big heart of his. Because because that's what everybody's been saying about Xbox at this point. Especially Jim Ross. He's been saying like you can't measure the heart of Xbox because he's in the land of the giants. That was the whole thing with Xbox at this time. As he was hanging out with Kane and he was desperate to prove himself as like a singles guy amongst like the big oh, yeah, lads. Yeah. And and that bleeds into. To the end of this match as well, but yeah, Lawler was particularly cutting about Xbox enlarged hearts. Yeah. So what you're saying? He's got he's got Bradshaw's real life gimmick, but in the ring. <laughs> anyway, Ron Simmons slams Xbox, but only gets two. How dare he? That got him the WCW World Title. Oh god, it did, didn't it? And he's so mad, Farouk pushes the referee. So despite being a three-way dance, the referee goes, "Ah, sod it, I'm the Cunha. You're eliminated <laughs> from the three-way dance. It's a new ref. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then the Lawler is on fire this match. Hey, hang on. Well, maybe The Rock gave the jacket to Bubba Ray. Maybe it's his birthday too. <laughs> Kane wins after a Bronco Buster chokeslam combo. The Acolytes are saltier than Twix, which uh, so I've read are smarter than your normal cookie, <laughs> and they attack the winners. But don't let that distract from the fact that Cindy Margolis is here again. That's right. <laughs> two hot women. Ratings are not declining, honest, but there are two hot women watching SmackDown. You can relate to at least one of those statements. People at home in 1999. Watch Shasta. Please watch Shasta for these two people who aren't in the normal cast. And, <laughs> and they the wonder co- why ratings d- fell off a cliff after SmackDown <laughs> started doing this. Heather Kozar and Cindy Margolis. Obviously, Margolis has been here before. Heather's new. Uh, Heather was Playboy's Playmate of the Month from January 98 and also was Playmate of the Year in 99. Yeah. Fun fact about the cast of Shasta McNasty. Not even the real cast. Right. The, the dream cast. Appearing on Chester McNasty, but not affiliated <laughs> with the show, these hot women. Like getting Burt like Reynolds to to uh, to do promotion for Archer. Right. Because he was in like that's two a, episodes. That's a very good way yeah. of putting that. Speaking of women, Jeff Jarrett and Miss Kitty are out here. They've already got the stuff in the ring. Jeff Jarrett says, oh, of course you can have a rematch, China. The good housekeeping match. With all the appliances known to woman. And they're all here, aren't they? There's the... Oh, God, actually, he talks about the... Do you want to do the oatmeal test? And honestly, if this is like Valvinus lines without the, the drawl and the... It's like, I think it's put oatmeal on the floor and then clean the carpet to show how good the hoover is. But it's just like the oatmeal test. Like, you and you know woman, the oatmeal <laughs> test. How else do you test if a hoover works? By spilling oatmeal and using the... Like, <laughs> okay. 
criminally insane Jeff Jarrett is my favourite Jeff Jarrett oh, of all time. Oh, yeah, he is, he is still... He is actually even more insane in this bit yeah. uh, than I think than ever. Because even... Like, any time when someone's talking as music's playing and they're just losing their mind in the ring, always makes me chuckle. So, Jarrett's in the ring with household items everywhere. There's an That's iron, right. there's a broom, there's a there's a vacuum cleaner. There's... All the pieces from the Monopoly board are there. Basically. basically, it's an entire Monopoly board in the ring. Out comes Deborah, who leads out... Um, May Young, yep. Moolah, yep. Uh, Lillian Garcia, yep. the stagehand from the other week, yep. the makeup lady, woman in dungarees, yep. woman in dungarees. Anybody I've missed? Not, uh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Jacqueline's there as well. And Michael Cole says it's a walking militia. <laughs> if if that was coming towards your country, you wouldn't stress. Yeah, Lola. It looks like the Million Woman March. And Jared sees all these women. He's not not done in the slightest. He goes, Lillian, I should have broken your vocal cords instead of your legs. <laughs> Calls Moolah and May Young a pair of dirtbags. <laughs> Young and Moolah take books off the apron as Jeff Jarrett, like the uh, like the Castle Masada, defends himself against this onslaught. <laughs> However, China attacks, representing women, and Jarrett has to make like Cersei Lannister. Getting beat up by all the women as he goes to the back. Like, just twigging, twigging with everything. You'd think this was like the last episode. you think, do you suspect at all, Tom, that this was maybe one of the moments where they realised, hang on, um, uh, uh, Vince, can I just ask you something? Yeah, sh- sure. Uh, what's what's the problem? Have you seen Jared's contract? <laughs> what? Uh, we're going to rewrite SmackDown. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know whether at this point, I, I feel like at this point they're going, he's nearly done. We're going to embarrass him. We're just going to let, we're going to let him go out and, and be humiliated. Mm. And I don't think it's for a couple of weeks until the penny drops. They go, oh, God. Oh, his contract expires before no mercy. Oh, oh. God. Jeff. Um, hi, mate. Hey. Hi. Uh, yeah. Sorry about all that being a dick to you. Um, can you stay till Monday? <laughs> Any chance you could just stay till Monday uh, we're, we're, would we're, really help us out of a bit of a squeeze. We just take the road up. We're, we're short staffed. And Jeff Jarrett's like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> Best of luck. It sucks <laughs> to be you. It sucks to be you. <laughs> Sorry, man. I could hear you, but I was too busy staring at like this big bag of money with all the sign <laughs> on it, like a 1940s cartoon. Before uh, the end of this segment, though, we have to give oh, our nod. Yeah. God, yeah. Do you want to take it away? Moolah and Mae Young, <laughs> who, dub, who once Jeff Jarrett has been chased off by the militia. <laughs> the million woman militia? The, the million woman militia. Moolah and Mae Young <laughs> double back and grab Jerry Lawler <laughs> and muscle him out of his seat. And this feels like a shoot. This feels yeah. oh. like a shoot. They, they Lawler, Lawler. Yeah, they absolutely Lawler the bejesus and a Lawler. And to the point <laughs> like Lawler's not fighting back. Lawler's almost laughing as this is happening. But Mola is trying to pull him down, but she loses purchase. She bangs her head on the floor. <laughs> Jesus Christ, ladies. You're like 90. Yeah. This nine-year-old woman takes a horrible, horrible uh, bump. But Lola didn't even intend because no. he gets it. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> she just falls flat on her head. <laughs> A 900-year-old head just goes splat. And there's dust and sand 
and hierog- yes! hieroglyphics <laughs> flying everywhere. The secrets of the <laughs> of the ancient Egyptians falling That's out right. of Moolah's head. That's right. I, a love letter from Plato falls out of pocket. <laughs> it's all there. Oh, it's um, great. It's the biggest spoiler of the show is Moolah. Spoilers for Gilgamesh versus Enkidu <laughs> fall out of red. <laughs> Wrestling curiosities here. Uh, young George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> anyway, you get it. You get it. Uh, Backstage. Amazing. Jerry Lawler. The, rock, uh, the Mankind reports back to The Rock on all this stuff getting stolen, like a, a full season of Brum. And he goes, you've misplaced The Rock's jacket. And Mankind goes, oh, 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 I'll get it. Okay. Poor Mankind. Just keeps on going. And <laughs> he just keeps going. Rock is taken out of home and house. Just to say, Rock's trying to put his sunglasses... Mankind, help me. <laughs> what is The Rock doing in the in this show? Trying to mind his own business. <laughs> he just because like we said, we only see him pop into existence when Mankind walks into the locker room and he's there like walking around the locker room in his shirt and his glasses. And then Mick Foley disappears and Foley comes back a bit later and he's still like just pacing around. Like has he been in that room for forty minutes, just silently muttering to himself? I want him at least playing a Game Boy or something. Oh, also, no, I'm glad you said that. It's about Shasta McNasty, I'm very sorry. Obviously. Google and Shasta McNasty just to see anything about it. Uh, Vern Troyer was on it, apparently. I can believe that. Because one of the only clips on YouTube is Shasta, uh, not Shasta, whatever his name is, Vern Troyer, little, little McNasty, is, happens to be playing, of all things, of all consoles and of all TV shows, and this is on YouTube with the Sky One watermark in the corner. A Neo Geo Pocket Color. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. I'm like, why is that there? Don't tell me SNK gave money to Shasta McNasty. This will be it, lads. So we finally get SNK broken into the, the Game Boy market. <laughs> someone, someone at SNK went, right, we've got a TV uh, bit of CoPro. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's a show on uh, UPN and on Sky One in America. In America. Oh, brilliant. What is it? Shasta McNasty. It's going to be huge. It's funny when you look back on these Gary things. Gary Busey's kid is in it. It can't fail. <laughs> There's like hot women in it every week who do nothing. I love when you take stuff like this and you look back on it and you think there was a whole room of people that went, this is going to be a big deal. This is going to be a big thing. We're excited. And then you go, wow, that's amazing. Somebody sat there and went, this is fine. We're excited about this. It's a big deal. SNK, you want to get on this? You want to get on this meat wagon? SNK. One week, we should just do a swerve where it's like, oh, episode, ah, Smackdown suck. Shasta McNassie, episode 33. <laughs> April Fools is around the corner. Raiders of the Lost McNassie, it says here on IMDb. <laughs> anyway, Mankind wants the jacket. The Dudleys try to sneak attack in the ring. It doesn't work. I'm not sure what happened here, but it looked bad, weird with editing. I think the pace of the show has been very quick here, but it, it's all over the place, this bit. Venus shows up with Mr. Rocco. So Steve Richards' as Dude Law gives the easy kick to Bubba and gets his jacket back. That that was a big mess. That was, uh, like, well, the majority of the show, to be honest with you. Yeah. But that was... then we get the important bit, Tom. So I'll say this, don't you can talk. No. Val Venus has the mic, and he puts over Mick in the, that male Luna Vachon voice of his. Um he sounds pretty cool, actually. I like him. He's not just doing puns all the time. It's more natural voice, you know. And then he gets, of course, the 99. I mean, Mick, you've done so much. You came off Hell in a Cell. I mean, I used to think you were crazy, but now I just feel you're nuts. And gives him the testicular claw on Foley with Mr. Rocco, like it's the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> and then Jalala sells this dramatic moment with, well, you're in good hands with Venus. As the Dudley Boys rip the jackets... 
Lots of stuff going on there. <laughs> I think if my notes are correct, Val Venus fluffed the line because I think what Fluff. you, I think what Venus you, never. All right, Venus, we get it. Because I think what you said was what he meant to say. I used to think you're crazy. Now I just feel you're nuts. I think is what he meant to say. But I wrote here yeah, that God, he, he said, you say that you're right. I always knew you were crazy. Now I just want to feel you're nuts. Which makes no because I've even written down here. Now I, just I always feel knew you were crazy. Now I just wanna now I just oh, wanna feel your nuts. Wanna should have been cut out from that. Yeah. Now I just now feel I just your nuts. Feel your nuts. Now I just wanna. It's like, no, Venus. That's it. Is it you what the way you it. you're right. It's, uh, yeah, it's, he flubbed it. I knew you're crazy. Now I feel you're nuts. Would have been a funny sure line. Edited. It just doesn't seem make that line that Val it's almost like Val I think Val was pitched the line. And Sean, if I'm wrong, please tell me. I feel like Val was pitched the line and he didn't quite get the joke, but was yeah. like, okay. No, that's this is why, bro, bro, this is why it's funny. Oh, okay. Feel and then he did it. And Bruce, it was like, he did it wrong. He did it wrong. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> Feeling nuts. It's a bit uh, sad when you flub the line. That's material that you do every single week. Yeah, exactly. It's a dick. Nuts. I get the nuts. That I have no issues with the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the Venus loves all the... <laughs> all right, mate, we get it, we get it. So this kicks off... Crazy <laughs> nuts. Say, <laughs> so, Venus, what weighs more? A kilogram of steel or a kilogram of... <laughs> nuts. Kilogram of crazy. Anyway, so all over the place, but the little boys have ripped the jackets. This kicks off Val Venus versus Mankind as yeah. a thing. This is this was the few that was meant to start to launch Val Venus hmm. into the top of the card. And it's been a funny year. 1999 has it's been a year where all the top guys in WWF in some way, shape, or form have been paggered. Yes. But it's not and WWF are trying to fix that, and it's not for the want of trying. Because they positioned Billy Gunn to take right. the front. Put made him king of the ring, feuded with the rock. Didn't work. They positioned Triple H earlier in the year to become the top guy. That did work. Work went in, and now he's top guy. They're now positioning Val Venus to do the same. And it's history will tell us didn't really work either. But they are trying to to bring these mid card yeah. guys up to the next level. And I have so much love for that. Like you still yeah. see stuff like that. Like. The, the difference, and people will say, I'll say now, they don't do that so much anymore. And you will come back at me and you will say, uh, mate, didn't Seth Rollins just fight Umberto Carrillo on Raw? You're right. He did. But they're not feuding. Yeah. <laughs> That's a one-off thing, and Umberto looked great in it, and it was a great showcase for a new guy who I genuinely think is going to be the, the a future cornerstone of the industry. I do. I think him, Austin Theory, are two guys that are going to genuinely be like the generation, the, the, the generation after us, Math, will talk about those lads, yeah. which is quite exciting to see. But it's, that's, this isn't Mankind having a one-on-one -on -one match with Val Venus. This is Mankind going into a rivalry, a main event Mankind going into a rivalry of Val Venus. And Mankind will, as we see as time goes on, more so than The Rock did at this point, maybe... I might be doing him a great disservice. I don't know. But I feel like Mankind will do so much to try and help Val Venus get there. And we'll see that unfold in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Very well said. I agree with pretty much everything you've said. I also eagerly anticipate Umberto doing Austin Theory. This is your life. 
<laughs> to 8.6 viewers. <laughs> which, to, to which the writers will celebrate. It's up from three! <laughs> yes! Now watching via Google Glass. Oh, God. <laughs> the ratings are they're through the roof. Oh, no, wait, I've got the things upside down. <laughs> but this all brings us to the main event. And also, a quick reminder that No Mercy is sponsored by Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. Yes! Get in. Can we touch upon a little something that is that was before the main event? Is it lugs? No. Oh, go ahead. It is the... Talking about making stars. Jim Dotson. How have I missed that? Sorry, I beg no, your pardon. No, no, it's fine. It was around this point in the show, so it's fine. Jim Dotson, <laughs> who is the security guy for, for WWF, who attacked... Steve Blackman at Unforgiven. Yeah. And Jim Dotson does a promo. It's not the worst promo. It's not the best. But there's something to work with. But Jim Dotson gets cut off by Steve Blackman, who knocks the, the fencing down that is part of the aesthetic of the interview section, knocks the fencing down on top of Dotson and just starts kicking him through the fence. Blackman versus Dotson. My way or the highway. <laughs> Someday. I have to beat you, Dotson. <laughs> I have to beat you more than anything in the world. No, no, Dotson said that the Blackman. I have to beat you, Blackman. But I was like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Jim Dotson, I'm security. Yeah. So good luck, Jim Dotson. Okay, your, I can't push. believe I left out Dotson. I did write it down. I think my the, well, word, the word thing I got here must have just erased it. You don't need to talk about that. Because, Tom, this is it. Oh my the God. reason you may remember this show, been played loads of times, The Rock, Rudy Poo, take a shot. If you smell that, take a shot. Bulldog is out here getting... That's right. His title shot. Take a shot. Where's my title shot? It's tonight, Bulldog. You have your title shot. Bulldog has his WWF championship match now. But because Bulldog cost Rock, is possibly win the title on Raw, Rock beats up Bulldog before Triple H even makes his entrance. (laughs) So there's some wrestling. Triple H gets a pinfall, but Rock was too busy looking at the crowd. Bulldog gets a low blow, but the Rock doesn't see it. He joins commentary. (laughs) Uh, Rock, shouldn't you be refereeing? Shut up. <laughs> Bulldog slaps Triple H on the ramp because main event 1999. There's a pedigree and Rock just applauds and goes, great, great. <laughs> oh, and even does the hook. Actually, like, yeah, oh, I love that. Rock Look loves the way that. you hooked him. <laughs> the Rock. Doesn't count. Rock, the crowd loves this, by the way. Um, doesn't count. Gives the Rock bottom on Triple H. Goes back on commentary <laughs> and he goes, wow, look at Bulldog. <laughs> The Rock is a one-man crime spree in this match. He is phenomenal. He is—he hasn't just stole the show. He has kidnapped the show. He has held it to <laughs> ransom, and he won't give it back unless there's a million dollars in his bank by midnight. He kind of was really upset at Bubba ripping that shirt. Uh, <laughs> dog goes to pin. One, two, two. New champion. It doesn't matter if the Rock counts to three. Oh, hey. He gets up, but he gets up the mic. Oh, God, he killed me. On the mic, he can is it? One. Two! Who doesn't matter if the rock counts to three? Bulldog <laughs> tries to attack the rock with the my title. Uh, so rock beats up Bulldog. Just gets chopped. He beats up Bulldog and hiss. Yes! This is it! The sliding people's elbow in dress shoes. Then he takes the to reach the title and sods off. <laughs> This 
was peak dickhead rock. Oh my god! And I god. loved it. Every it... minute of it. Just jobbed these two jabronis right out of the game. All night, the rockers just cut people out of the picture. Right. Who's Val Venus? Bulldog battered. Triple H battered. Nicking your belt, mate. See you later. Untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H then does the, where's my title? The stagehand's like, the rock stole it. He's like, ah. Oh. So Triple H beats up stagehand, chases rock backstage. Managed to get his title. But wait, the contractually obligated appearance of none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin, who does something for about five seconds. He beats up Triple H, and the show's off the air. That's it. Steve Austin doesn't like to be on SmackDown for any longer than three minutes. Oh. It was a roller coaster. This one. Oh, also, um, once Triple H got his belt back, Bulldog and Rock fought out of the building. Oh. So now we're setting up for the Rock versus Bulldog. Which... One of the new stars, Venus, oh. Billy Gunn, <laughs> the British Bulldog, held together with string and prayer. I, I would. I'd be so nervous at this point entering into a feud with the Rock because he's just. He it... is just. He is magma at this point. Like you, like he is, he is the he is the sun at the moment in the sense that everything is orbiting around him, and you right. cannot get near him. But in a weird way, given how the crowd was reacting to this, if he's not going to win the world title, then it's like we just have someone for the Rock to beat up and humiliate. And go, Bulldog, Bulldog, have we got a job for you? I if you smell a Percocet, we we have got some Bulldog hilarity from the Rock, but it'll be on Monday Night Raw. But we'll get to recap it. Oh my! God. On SmackDown anyway, we'll get some we'll get some Bulldog Rock shenanigans. I believe there's at least one promo that stands out and one moment that stands out. I cannot wait for that. But Tom, oh, we have spent long enough. I'm, I'm tired from laughing at that last oh, bit. Oh, jeez. What a smackdown that was. No, no, only an hour long, but God, a lot of happened. What was something that you remembered? Something I remembered. I think we know the answer to it. But... Well, it's got to be The Rock as the ref. I think we both agree. I think today, yeah. I think we both have the same something you remembered. The Rock as the referee for the Bulldog Triple H title match. Complete with... People's elbow. The sliding people's elbow is is a thing of beauty, and it was replayed for years. Mm. Like I, we always had the belief that it was they should have put a sliding people's elbow into a wrestling game. I mean, they've done that now with two K twenty, but it's just because the graphics faults out and the legs stop moving. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Two K twenty getting such a shoe in this week. They don't need me. A yet. twenty gigabyte update on day one. <laughs> F you. <laughs> <laughs> you know and how that's, many, you and know that's how many just to stop Becky Lynch's eye falling out. <laughs> now, how many of them Legacy of Kate Soul were even needed? That's right, that many. <laughs> Dino Crisis never got updated. For, love, or for lack of a better term. Um, has been updated in 20 years, sadly. Go away, Capcom. The, the Rock in full dickhead mode as referee, I think, is both something that we remember from the... I think that's the, the draw of this show, mm. without a shadow of a doubt. In terms of something I forgot... Um, I forgot uh, that I forgot that Big Show got a European title match <laughs> and D'Lo nearly beat him. Like, this is the guy who, who you will, in, in three months' time, will be the WWF champion. Yeah. And, and it, do you know what? It's, it's weird because, like, we go for, like, uh, you'll probably hear a lot of, um, what's the word? Um... Different of opinion. Uh, conflicting. Conflicting opinion. Um, yeah. Varying. 
Because yeah, basically, because we 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 say it's great that Triple H always looks looks beatable. It's great mm. that Triple H looks beatable. Yeah. But then Big Show looking beatable, we are against completely <laughs> in the way that he does. Well, Triple H is consistent in the card. I mean, well, anyway, I'm not going to defend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's a Big Show. Big Show had a weird first few years in WWF, even when he was champion, as we'll get to. And he's and he's just a few months away from being there, which is even peculiar. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so I'd also forgotten that Valvin has got Mr. Rocco out of a bin. Like how mm. minging is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, mankind's not man, ah, mankind's not angry with the Rock for putting it in the bin. He's more annoyed, and it should be really. Think of the health and safety getting something. Yeah, out there's a lot of issues there. But yeah, I I remember the 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 Val Venus mankind feud. I don't remember how it started exactly, but I remember the photos and pictorials and everything else like that. Because I remember they have a match on the upcoming pay per view. Yeah, which means like. Venus versus Man. Wow, all right. Okay. Porn star versus freak show. Get it. Yeah, let's the do it. The worlds collide. What I'd forgotten about, the setup, this goes back into the podcast on a grim note, to D'Lo versus Draws. That match is next week. As in that match? That match. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that too. Yeah. Ooh, next week's going to be tough. We'll uh, have to it's... watch some Shasta McNasty to lighten the mood after. Yeah, that's it. Draws was all right until I said, "Sorry, right, I'll put the TV on for you in the hospital." I was like, "Oh God!" Uh, <laughs> next week is going to be uh, an interesting episode for us to dive into, and we hope you will join us for it. Um, for that reason and others, uh, which we will dig into. But... Yeah, don't worry, there'll be plenty of dick and sex stuff. Oh, about. we'll make all the gags, and, 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 and I'll, I'll mark. Can... Matthew, Matthew will, will make will make quick off the cuff comments that will cause all the lulls and will cause me to make that and will cause me to do that laugh. Matthew will make comments that are, that are off the off the cuff and funny that will make me that will force me to do that laugh that sounds like a car starting. So every every little in you, every little minutia that you love about this podcast will be here next week as well. Oh, Tom, I love your laugh. I'm not a fan of my laugh, which sounds like a fridge door opening. <laughs> But it has been Mafu, M-A-F-F-E-W-G-R-E-W-G on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, you can. He is our Matthew Greg. Just done that, mate. Um, Just doing it again. Oh, thank you, Tom. What am I? And this is what Tom Gamble. What am I? Uh, Spell mine. At Dr. Tom Scabreth. <laughs> blue, blue, blue tights. Uh, I am blue tight Scabreth, Tom Gamble. We are blue tight scab Coaholic. We will see you next week. Don't steal any of my gags on the podcast. I will come back in time and kill you. I love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>